0: this is the going the distance podcast
1: dude i'm telling you when i'm driving a fucking porsche and living on a yacht you're gonna be like oh i wish i got into the top
0: you had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row and you don't win the field position battle are you kidding me are you kidding
1: me this is a fun show (laughs) yeah this is fun (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. If you are a regular listener, you know my name is Ryan Bunnell, and alongside me is Elijah Span. You can see we changed our nicknames on here to our Twitter handles. You can follow us over at, at RyanBunnell8 and at Elijah Span's, And make sure to follow us on Twitter as well at, at GTD underscore sports. And follow us or check out our brand new website, www.gtdsports.com. That's where you'll see all of our podcasts posted, all of our blogs. we got a lot of stuff going on there. And we just started on Twitch. This is our second episode ever doing a live stream. Uh, The format seemed to work out last time. Uh, We broke down our tournament brackets and everything like that and got into March Madness special. We're going to talk about that a little bit more and some other things. But last but not least, we just want to make sure you guys check out our GTD Sports newsletter. There you can subscribe for email notifications And you don't miss out on any episodes or anything like that. Oh, and can't forget our TikTok. You know, trying out TikTok and see how that goes. So yeah, check out that. And you'll see some clips from the podcast and everything as well. So today's episode, we're going to break down our March Madness brackets a little bit, tell you how we're doing, how the GTD Sports Challenge is going with everybody that participated. We're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline madness that's going on right now, the sad and Chaotic situation with Deshaun Watson and all of the allegations against him right now. Yeah, and then some NFL free agency reactions, because this has by far been the best free agency <coughs> that I can think of in my lifetime. And then we're going to talk about a problem with the NCAA transfer rules. And last but not least, finish it off with UFC 260 this weekend, Stipe versus Francis Ngannou. It's going to be a good one. You know, actually, I want to start off by talking about, because this is a little bit more relevant to us. Um, So for those of you that don't know, Elijah and I both attend TCU. And right now there's a situation going on with a former Oklahoma quarterback, Chandler Morris, who is attempting to transfer to TCU, but essentially it's being upheld by the NCAA. And Lincoln Riley is supporting the decision to not let the transfer take place. Um, to TCU, Chandler Morris is trying to go play at TCU, is what's yeah, happening. And it's
0: for so he can't transfer immediately. Yeah. Basically. So he won't be as eligible his first year that he's at TCU. Yeah. So he's exactly. trying to yeah. set so it up. In a way, play. Yeah, he's trying to set it up in a way to where he has to sit out a year like how they used to do it. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I don't even know. Do you know when the rule change came into place? It just seemed all of a sudden like guys can just say Oh, I'm going to transfer and then instantly play.
1: Yeah, it was it was super recent. It was uh, back in 2018, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they initiated like the new transfer portal format, where it's truly like a portal and stuff, like more like a free agency kind of system, uh, with a shit ton of more regulations on it compared to the NFL. Mm-hmm. But right now, the main thing about this situation for me with Lincoln Riley is he's a major, major hypocrite because like. He's basically – oh, the main reason is because he came out in an interview and he said – he was quoted to say that these types of transfers, like in between conference, because he's going from one Big 12 team to another, are dangerous for the game of college football. But that's bullshit because literally all of Lincoln Riley's success, his entire career at Oklahoma, has been – Transfer quarterbacks. Yeah, built upon by transfer quarterbacks. Baker, Kyler, and Jalen Hurts are all transfers. Exactly. And I mean, Spencer Isler's not a transfer, but, you know, he had three good years of transfers. They were all Heisman yeah. candidates. Like, how can you complain about the transfer portal, but then be like the greediest motherfucker when it comes to that, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not down with it. That's, I think this is the first thing that Lincoln Riley's done where people are like, hey, kind of, what the fuck, dude?
1: Yeah, exactly. He's kind of been,
0: he's kind of been like, look, everyone likes Lincoln Riley. You know, he's not really a hated guy. I mean, but this is just bullshit that he would yeah. try and block it. And it's kind of, shady it's really it's honestly a really shitty move that he would try and
1: stop he's this kid yeah he's, can do with him yeah,
0: maybe he's scared i don't know i mean i really don't see the job being taken away from duggan right away because like first of all like tcu loves duggan
1: no the he's dude, not losing the job
0: i just don't think so i don't think so either because like you watch games out there that motherfucker would be the only one giving a shit at, at times She's so we could be his, down
1: twenty, and Duggan's out there uh, running like yeah. a four four forty still. No, because yeah, he that's gives, another thing though too is because Morris, even if he comes or like he is coming to TCU, but even if he's eligible to play, uh, he probably won't play. He'll probably just be a play caller from the sideline.
0: I would honestly rather him. So, Lincoln Riley might be doing us a favor right now by giving him another year of eligibility to play.
1: Oh well. So
0: if you look that's at it like that, yeah, when Duggan's it like that. gone, because Duggan's definitely stayed, he's a four-year starter, right?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So
0: when Duggan leaves, this guy will have another year to play with us. Because if he's good as Lincoln Riley said, like is acting like he is, then this is only good things for us. Yeah, I mean that's so true. That's, I mean, that's how I'm CC, gonna Though that.
1: they've been bringing in a decent amount of uh, quarterbacks in, from like recruiting in high school. They they have a few good uh, good recruits this year. But in general, they always get overloaded with quarterbacks and then have to dump them out. Like it seems like a few leave every year almost.
0: Yeah, it's a it's definitely a revolving door. It's probably that way with most colleges because guys want to play, and for most of them, this is their last chance to play. And so, why would they do that, holding a clipboard? So yeah. I don't blame them. That's why I don't. That's why I don't get mad at the transfer portal because a lot of guys, like I guess older guys in the media, like try and talk shit about that because it's like free agency for quarterbacks. And, you know, you, you commit to a team, you stay with that team for four years. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, shit. Like if they're not playing, then, you know, they came to play. There's a last opportunity to play. Like,
1: you know, not everybody's
0: Matt Castle is a career backup for USC and then gets drafted to be a backup for the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. And like this
1: situation really calls to attention, like, uh, I know you said you didn't get too upset with like the transfer portal, but there's been a lot of just question marks with the transfer portal in general. Like I, I spent right before we started recording, I, uh, I went through and I was reading like the exact rules of how the transfer portal works, like to find out maybe why exactly Chandler Morris isn't going to be eligible. But dude, I, I mean, I, I, no matter how much I read, I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense. It was like a bunch of warp, like loopholes and turnarounds and, like there was too many different explanations that all contradicted each other. It seemed like so. The transfer portal is just a giant question mark. And well, that's what probably quantifies as like acceptable, like to become eligible versus what gets denied makes no sense to me whatsoever.
0: Well, that's just like with anything else the NCAA does. It just doesn't doesn't really make much sense, and they're just gonna. That's just the way they do things. That they, they want it to be. They surri- They thrive around just this like just wave a bullshit. That well, the NCAA, there's a
1: lot of bullshit with the NCAA. Like speaking of bullshit with the NCAA, I mean, I, I think we talked about it a little bit, we don't have to go too into detail, but like just that situation where uh, the difference between the women's basketball team and the men's basketball oh, yeah. team, <clears throat> bro, that is so bad, dude.
0: Like, <laughs> like I get it. You're going to give the better equipment to the men. That's just, how it shakes out but holy shit just one stack of
1: dumbbells that's really all you're gonna give them well i don't know though i don't i don't think it like i mean i get like that's how it has been traditionally but like i don't think it should shake out like that you know because i think it's a totally different argument than say like the nba and wnba the pay gap and stuff because you can always argue like well this is the percentage based on what the wnba brings in relative to what the nba brings in so you can argue that point for that but this is different like the NCAA gets everything, so there there is no back and forth between or like difference between the two. Yeah, uh, it's just how many viewers they get. I guess would be the argument.
0: Yeah, but still, like you can't you can't just give like a mat and one single stack of dumbbells f- for your whole thing. But then, did you see the update that
1: they did get? a Yeah, they gym? did. They did fix it and everything. They called they added out. it out. So,
0: like, I mean, I I would expect there to be some discrepancies between the two but to be that big of a difference is just it's laughable
1: yeah you know? yeah it is pretty bad but they did fix it so they got back on track with the tournaments and i know the women's tournament is in full swing right now it's uh, going as, on right as now, well. actually. what it's going on right now yeah Those it games. is i yeah. thought it was not until the weekend again no there's a, uh, yeah they're alternating with the men's oh really yeah well, like they, the tv schedule the kind board? of I know the round one games for the women's were over the weekend too, though.
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't. I don't keep up with um, college women's basketball at the. I almost placed
1: a few. Uh, I almost bet a couple units on Baylor's women's basketball. You can bet but, uh, the spread was like minus thirty-two. So I was like, "Fuck that! No, not gonna risk it." I have no idea what's happening. Uh, it's. Hey, I'm pretty proud of myself, though. You know, I've gone like a whole, almost a week without gambling.
0: Other than March Madness,
1: that doesn't count though. Yeah, of course. come on. Obviously. Come on. How, still, how have
0: your March Madness space been doing?
1: Um pretty uh pretty average, honestly. Like not terrible, but pretty average. Like so you're I was down like three units last week. <laughs> so uh, not terrible, but it is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a fun tournament so far. I like I like, we have a two, 15 seed in the Sweet 16. That's awesome. I would like to say that I predicted that a 15 seed would get into the Sweet 16. I just picked the wrong 15 seed. That
1: is true. Yeah.
0: So I should yeah, get, let's get into should that, get partial. Credit. Let's talk um, about the
1: bracket. I can, uh, I'm going to pull up like a visual just so, you know, people watching on Twitch can have a reference.
0: Yeah. Well, my bracket sucks. It's definitely the worst bracket that is in the GTD sports group.
1: I don't. I don't know, man. Mine's pretty, pretty terrible too. Well, I think I have the least amount of. All right, so I got it right here. Uh, first, let's go ahead and look at the GTD Sports Challenge. So, for those unaware, we hosted our own bracket group challenge, and the winner of it will get a opportunity if they so desire to be on. Uh, the GTD podcast with us one episode and kind of break down their picks. So actually, yeah, I'm in last place right now. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Love to see that for I'm myself. In second to last. What was that?
0: I said I'm in second to last. So
1: yeah, you know we're we're really setting good great examples uh, for us. But actually, who's winning right now? Jack Harlow for Senate. Whoever Jack Harlow for Senate is, they're kind of fucking us up. Hey, but I just want to say though, um, you have Illinois winning it, and my Alabama pick is still alive. People called me crazy. Okay. But Alabama's still alive. All right, let's get back to the sorry, my dog is doing shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, you're good. Um sorry about that. All right, anyway, back to the bracket. Let's look at some of the first-round matchups. I'm going to zoom in a little bit here because I know it's hard to see on the stream. So I just want to point out, first of all, right off the bat, that I predicted this Ohio-Virginia upset when nobody else did, okay? Everybody called me stupid. You can say what you want, but I trusted in the Bobcats, and they got it done. Did I predict them to go to the Sweet 16? Yes, did they? No, but that's okay because I had my fun in the first round, and they got a win, and I made a little bit of money on the Bobcats, but they kind of fucked me around too. So, moving on, another thing I wanted to talk about, Elijah, is did you see? Uh,
0: yeah, the COVID thing.
1: Yeah, Oregon.
0: I had, I had Oregon beating Iowa, so I was okay with it.
1: Yeah, I don't. You're the only person I know that predicted that. I don't even remember picking VCU. I swear I picked Oregon, but it is what it is. Uh, if anybody, if you don't know, there was a COVID situation with this game uh, and Oregon basically got a free W. They were automatically advanced to the next round because VCU had to forfeit due to COVID-related problems. Which sucks. It does suck. and The main reason it sucks is because the NCAA literally set like a date Like a a end date, like this is what you need to report by. This is when you need to tell us if you're okay or not. Because there were four teams, like one of them was Louisville. I'm pretty sure was the next one up. Uh, Louisville was waiting to be in the tournament or not. Like they were kind of like on call, next man up. And if VCU, I mean, maybe it wasn't avoidable. You know, maybe there was nothing they could have done. But if VCU had like gotten all their shit in by the time of that deadline, maybe another team could have hopped in and played. And like the tournament could have been completely different you never know
0: no i just well it just sucks as like from the tournament standpoint it' just kind of i feel like it kind of messes with like the purity and like how great it is and that the fact that one tournament game wasn't played is kind of kind of bullshit but if nor oregon gets knocked out then like because like could you imagine the controversy around if they if they make, made it to the final four or even to the championship game or even won it
1: like exactly yeah well because i mean <laughs> they have a pretty good shot of going to the Elite Eight, dude. It's Oregon versus USC. Uh, I mean, they've played so each other twice.
0: Probably they have a really good
1: chance of making the Elite Eight. Like, Yeah, so, really good and chance. Then, so if that they means- beat Iowa, you should be able to beat USC. But then again, bro, I it's don't madness. know. Like, it's Look madness. at this score right here, bro. 85 to 51, USC smacked them. Like, It wasn't even a game. I fell asleep at the beginning of the game, and then I woke up and saw Kansas down 20, yeah. It was just baffled. I don't know.
0: I haven't been able to watch too many tournament games. My buddy from the – he is in the Army now, came into town for the weekend, and so I was doing um, that stuff. I was hanging out with him and tearing it down like the old days and not uh, not watching too much basketball.
1: Oh, Dude, I always go ham for March Madness. I had my whole – like I, my room is basically like a gambling cave. I have a, a TV mounted on the wall – I have a gaming smaller tv on my desk and then i have my desktop so like i just get all three screens going at once you know the little cave oh
0: that's the way to do it though but, I, yeah, yeah, that's I, the way to do I it wish you know? i wish i could have but you know when, when this guy comes into town you gotta just gotta do
1: yeah i feel that okay another thing i kind of wanted to uh make fun of you on shaka who yeah shaka dumb as fuck Saka who I don't want to talk about it,
0: dude. Oh, that I don't was know. hilarious. I think that was the Guinness talking.
1: It may have been, but... I was St. Patty's Day. you had it me a, feeling it. It was a bold pick, and it didn't pay off, but... It didn't pay off, but you got to okay. take risks. You got to take gotta, risks
0: with your bracket.
1: Yeah, you got to. I mean, I took a few risks that clearly didn't pay off. I mean, you can look... I remember, man, this is the one that makes me super mad. If you look over here on the, what is this, the Midwest side of the bracket, I said... Whoever wins this game between San Diego State and Syracuse is going to the Elite Eight. And fucking, I chose the wrong one. I knew it. I knew they would beat West Virginia. And I, I still don't believe in Houston. They're the worst two seed on the bracket, actually, other than Ohio State. <laughs> Which, rem- yeah, Oral speaking of that, where are they?
0: Man, I think they're up. I think I saw it right there. So oh, my gonna, God. Are they, they're facing ARC. They already played or roberts and arkansas have already played um i'm pretty sure arkansas beat the shit out of them
1: yeah i think they did too so hey but hopefully, hey this is march though this is this march, is march. You never this know this is march i would love know.
0: i would love it if uh if or roberts made it to the elite eight and maybe even like the final four could you
1: imagine a 15 seed in the final four i no i literally can't dude if that happens i don't know what to do that think. would be that would be sick cuz like it's really possible for uh loyal chicago to make the final four and oral roberts you never know (coughs) imagine that dude no dude but oral roberts now is literally i mean making the final four would be one thing but they've already accomplished something pretty huge like they're only the second 15 seed to ever be in the sweet 16 the only other one was florida gulf coastal back in 2013 um i remember that that's actually the only march madness game i've ever been to was the sweet 16 game in 2013 it was Florida Gulf Coastal and then I forgot who they played in Michigan no because it was Michigan and Kansas when Trey Burke hit that game winner anyway I'm getting sidetracked now but Oral Roberts is making history and overall this entire bracket this is the highest aggregate seed count for the sweet 16 ever the the total count like summary or sum of the seeds is 94 which is pretty insane yeah, it's
0: got a lot of you – do think, you think COVID probably has something to do with that or do you think it's just just a coincidence or what?
1: You know, I think it does because COVID's definitely had an effect. Like, I, it's, it's tough to say how much of an effect, but if you look at Virginia, um, Virginia had, like, two of their best players out for COVID in round one. Yeah, okay. clearly that affected them. And, I mean, yeah. same, with, same with Kansas. Kansas didn't travel to Indianapolis – until the day before they played like I'm right so, before they played
0: i'm so ready to not use covid as an excuse for like weird shit that's going on with sports
1: yeah for like everything i um, feel like that's been
0: better like anything that just has happened in the last year with sports and people have just been like well it's covid year like
1: yeah i'm it, ready
0: for that to hopefully by next football season we don't see this in sports at all anymore and Everyone gets vaccinated or something.
1: That's how I'm hoping, man. Everybody just get vaccinated, then we're Gucci.
0: Yeah, then we don't have to worry about
1: it. That'd be nice. Yeah. That would be cool. But that's hard to do because people are people. But anyway, let's talk about Sister Jean and her magic voodoo wizard powers. I don't understand how it works, but it oh, her, works.
0: Her The most boring prayer I've ever read? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. What was it like? Please let our team play good defense. The other team is good at scoring layups and rebounding. I'm like, okay, just your Yeah, you're
1: like, I don't. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. I was.
0: I almost fell asleep while. I mean, granted, she is 101 years old, but that's also, on the other hand, she has some experience giving prayers. You think it'd at least be a good one?
1: Yeah. Here, I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you on the. I'm gonna pull up a share screen. Like
0: aren't, aren't Catholics supposed to like invoke fear in their prayers or like, I don't know. (laughs) All
1: right, here you can go. You can see it. As we (laughs)
0: play the fighting Illini, we ask for special help to overcome this team, get a great win. We hope to score early and make our opponents nervous. We have a great opportunity to convert rebounds as this team makes about 50% of layoffs and 30% of its three
1: points. Our defense can take care of that. You want to know something crazy? Illinois didn't even shoot thirty percent from the three point line that game, bro. She knows something, man. I don't know I don't what know. it is, bro, but she knows something. I don't know, but that that prayer sucks because they tried
0: to sports <laughs> center like tried to hype it up, and they're like, I was like, okay, like,
1: I got to pull up the bracket again.
0: Um, what else? What other big? Oh, well, I, two, to, I think it's interesting how the two conferences that we talked about were the best conferences in basketball have laid up straight dog shit in this tournament just, so far. Yeah,
1: do-do, ass-poo-poo, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I remember I said
0: – <laughs> We said Big Ten was the best conference and Big 12 was close second, and yeah. neither of them have done shit in this
1: conference. Well, the, the Big 12, they have an overall record, I think, of seven and six in the tournament. but oh, so we're mean, not as bad, but – the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten is terrible, bro. They've already had like seven losses, I think, after, in like six of them were around one. Yeah. Like it was crazy, dude. Everybody was hyping up the Big Ten. I think Maryland was like the last team left out of all people, Maryland. I, I don't get why. Well,
0: Michigan. Oh, wait. Michigan lost.
1: No, Michigan's, well, in.
0: Michigan's still in. Michigan's still in. Yeah, Michigan's right.
1: still in. But Maryland lost Michigan now. Because look at that. my My champions, Alabama, baby. Don't sleep on them. They're going to do it. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. I believe. But another thing I want to talk about just in general with all the upsets is now with all these high-seeded teams, who do you think of like the quote-unquote Cinderella's has the best chance of making it to Final Four or even the championship game maybe? sorry, what was that again? Who of the lower seeds has the best chance of making the uh, Final uh, Four? Probably Cuse
0: has a really good chance right now. They're uh-huh.
1: hot, yeah, buddy, buddy, Beheim, buddy, Beheim. Can Excuse you scroll me. up
0: for me a little bit? Yes, sir. Um,
1: Loyola Chicago,
0: they've been there before. Um, I could see them making the Final Four again. Don't know why not. Um, Oral Roberts, I, probably it's gonna Sweet Sixteen bed. That's all they get.
1: Yeah, probably, man. Pro-
0: most likely, is. Scenario. Dude, but
1: Arkansas is Arkansas is not good enough to be in the Elite Eight, and it pisses me off. Like. Some teams just get easier paths. Well, then but they'll also, face
0: Baylor in the Elite Eight and
1: get shit stomped. Probably get shit stomped. Yeah. So unless Villanova pulls off an upset, you know. What I mean? Unless
0: Villanova, which they could, because again, same reason why they've I'd, been
1: there, done that. They've
0: Been there, done that. They yeah. they're an experienced program like that.
1: That matters. Yeah, you know? exactly. Especially so. in the tournament. Well, but you would have thought that had mattered with Ohio State, which that's. Kind of, I don't want to roast a player, right? Because I am fully against the people uh, that like bash them online. You know, they say all these hurtful things to these players just because they lost a basketball game. But, but that man's Washington you- <laughs> on Ohio State, bro. He choked so hard. Like, I'm Those not going to say anything personal, but dude, it was more than the two free throws. He had the last that second shot too, and shot. he just threw it up. But. I mean, you know, that's he took the shot. There's not much you can do about that. But also, it was the free throws, bro. You just had to make one. One free throw, and you win the game. You're on to the next round. Upset's over. You're done. And they had two opportunities, actually, to make the free throws. One of them was a one and one They missed it. And the next one was a two shots. They missed both. And then, bam, Oral Roberts hits a three. Overtime we go. I will yeah, say, that was,
0: I watched the last five minutes of that game in OT and I was like, damn, it was fun. Like,
1: Oral Roberts is going to win this game. It was fun, dude. Yeah.
0: And I think it's always fun when you see like teams you've never even heard of before until the tournament. Um, yeah. Actually, you know, wins a game.
1: Well, yeah, That's what Marcel out. Th- there was just like a vibe. I don't know what it was, but you could tell Ohio State was just not in their element. They were not playing their game. Oral Roberts was on their ass the whole time, which. From a my bracket standpoint sucked, but from a fan standpoint, I loved watching that. The shit was awesome.
0: Yeah, I think after like the third game, I was like, I don't give a fuck my bar- bracket. Let's just witness yeah. the chaos that is March. Yeah, March.
1: exactly. Let's just have fun with it. Yeah, but, but back to like the lower seeds. I agree though. Uh I think Loyola Chicago definitely has the best bet of all of these quote unquote Cinderellas to go to the Final Four. But I think a lot of people are overlooking Oregon State right now. They are hot. The Pac-12 is on fire in March Madness. They're the best yeah, conference win, by far.
0: Didn't they win the uh, the Pac-12 championship or something? Or they beat Oregon in the? They did. They won the.
1: So they won the championship. Yeah, they and did. So they, they got they their bid. Finished the season hot, and that's that's typically what you like to ride with at the at this point. Like you know, in March Madness, you always go with the hot teams, but. I chose them in the first round to upset Tennessee, but I did not expect them to beat Kate Cunningham and Oklahoma State. So that's another team to look out for, though. Oregon State, I think the winner of this game is the most dangerous uh, of the Cinderella teams, if you want to call them that. I because think a is going to win it star. all this year. Really?
0: I think so. It's kind of the more Dude, and more right. like we're talking about all these upsets. But look at Zag Okay, Zags always choke. Baylor always chokes.
1: Um. Zach, you're right. Gonzaga always chokes, but Gonzaga looks really, really fucking good, dude. They do look like, really good. Yeah. They're, they are really good.
0: Aren't they undefeated or like? Yes. Okay. so They're cracked. They're cracked right now. They're cracked. Don't they have like a 20-game winning streak with over double-digit points or some shit like that too? Yeah.
1: Like, something yeah. absurd so like they're, that.
0: They're having a really good year. But there's a year to do it for one of these Cinderella teams to win. Kind of like when uh, Kentucky and UConn faced off uh, as an 8-11 seed in the championship game. I could see it. Seven. No, it was a seven. It It was a seven seed?
1: Yeah, the lowest seed ever win. it's a seven seed.
0: Oh, really? Okay. But it was UConn that year that the – because they were pretty low. Or let me – because it was the Shabazz Napier year.
1: Yeah, I remember eh, Shabazz Napier back whenever he played there. Dude, he was so good. So much fun to watch. UConn
0: national championship.
1: I know for sure that a seven seed is the lowest to ever win it. <coughs> also, sorry if I'm uh, if I'm coughing and stuff. I've uh, been a little sickly the last few days, so no COVID though.
0: Okay. Okay, so yeah, they were a seven seed and they beat eight seed Kentucky in that year.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that that would be crazy though if a lower seed won it, even lower than a seven. Like, I'd be, be, be okay year. with Loyola won it, dude. I kind of want Loyola to win it, dude. The the sports books like DraftKings and Fanduel they all have fan, uh, Loyola Chicago as the third best odds to win it all, behind Gonzaga and Baylor, of course. But that's kind of disrespectful to Michigan, the one seed. Dude, why go? Why go? You
0: know, why not go lower than eight? Like, why not say like a one of these? Like Oregon State could go
1: for it. You know, why not? Why not?
0: Uh, I don't know. I just want to see chaos. That's all I really dude, care
1: about at this point. That's true. I kind of want to see chaos. I, dude, I, I actually hope more than anything that Oral Roberts goes all the way. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just the amount of jokes that we've, I mean, we've already seen so many jokes about Oral. Um, yeah, exactly. A school named just, Oral just, and everything just, like that. Just
0: keep them coming. Why not?
1: Yeah, like it, exactly. Right?
0: What even is Oral Roberts? Like, where is, I don't even know where it's at.
1: I I couldn't tell you, honestly.
0: I'm looking it up right now. So it's definitely a Christian school because it's named after a American televangelist. So like, a, like one of those dudes, like Joel Osteen type guy.
1: Yeah. And then sense. my
0: computer froze, so I can't give you the rest of it. But...
1: That's whatever. Yeah, your, your camera did a little jump freeze there. It's all good. But anyway, in other basketball news, March Madness is still going on. We got the Sweet 16 coming up this weekend. It is going to be crazy. A lot of good matchups in store. Uh, I know I'm going to be making a lot of betting picks on that, so maybe... Uh, Stay in touch with the TikTok and Twitter to keep up with those. But moving on now to professional basketball rather than collegiate basketball. The NBA trade deadline is approaching us, and it's been a little bit crazy. There's been a lot of rumors going on, uh, a few watch bombs, if you will. But overall, I just wanted to cover some of the biggest names that have been going down in basketball. Is your computer good, man? Probably not. I need a new one so bad. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's in the works. It's in the works. In the works. Once you guys blow us up, then uh, we can get a yeah,
0: donate to the Twitch stream. It will go to a new computer hardware fund.
1: By the way, just for to fact check our last statement, Oral Roberts is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So moving on, though, back to the NBA. Kyle Lowry is one of the big names in the free agency right now. He's been linked with the 76ers. And, of course, I got to show you the shirt. My Miami Heat, baby. I I would love to see this if Lowry goes to the Heat. I don't know what it's going to cost him. I don't know what we would have to send him. But Lowry is definitely the type of player I would love to see play alongside Jimmy Butler. The Heat have such a good lineup and such a good chemistry that I think they're really just missing one more piece. to be. I mean, they made the finals last year. But they're I don't completely
0: think outmatched in the finals. Yeah, though.
1: yeah, I don't think they're quite ready yet to be back there. So I think we got kind of lucky with the four-one sweep against the Bucks, but that's another story. But well, I would absolutely love to see Lowry at the Heat.
0: Yeah, if they got if if the Heat got Lowry, then they could compete with the Knicks in the finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. Because I think
1: I think they need the, the Knicks are going to the Eastern Conference I mean, Conference not
0: the Knicks, finals? the Nets. Did I okay. say the Nets?
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. I was about to say, bro, the Knicks in the finals?
0: I'm not that fucking stupid.
1: No. Um, no, so the Nets. Um, or hey,
0: 76ers. 76ers. If Doc Rivers can get over, maybe it was just the Clippers curse. The reason why Doc kept on choking so much.
1: Yeah. Hopefully
0: he's he's back in the Eastern Conference and he can because I always like Doc. Let's hope he, let's hope uh, he he he's a great get. coach. He's yeah. a
1: phenomenal coach. So, well, right now they're sitting in first place above the Bucks. I mean, above the Nets. Yeah. And the Bucks.
0: But when has that ever ma- mattered, especially in the Eastern Conference?
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause like right now the Hawks are the four seed. No shot. The Hawks are four seed. There's no matter. way. They're not good. But well, just and in- also, so many, so many of these games have been affected by COVID. You can't even fucking measure what's happening. Like the Heat, they, they lost. Again. Yeah. It, yeah. I could talk about it again. He lost, like, what, seven games in a row whenever they had, like, six pl- fucking players available out of their whole 15-man roster.
0: Well, now they have the antibodies in their super team again. So You're
1: right. They won, like, eight out of 11. They were on a streak. But um, yeah.
0: I would like to see Kyle Lowry if he goes to 76ers, it'd be a homecoming. He's from Philadelphia. So that would be nice to see. I would also just like to see them with the traditional point guard that's not Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. One that can actually – I mean – Kyle Rowley, Kyle Riley's not a, like a
1: um, – He's a shooting guard point guard.
0: Yeah, he's not really like – he's not like a, a threat from three either, but he can at least shoot one unlike Ben Simmons. Um, so I would like to see him go to the Philly or Miami. Apparently the Lakers are a dark horse right now.
1: Yeah, that is going to be crazy. I don't know how, but Adrian Wojnarowski is the one who's saying it. Uh, he said, I man
0: speaks truth.
1: Yeah. He speaks truth. If if watch is saying it, I trust it. Yeah, And he said, don't rule out the Lakers right now. I don't know what LeBron is scheming, but if somehow Lowry goes to the Lakers, bro, then I'm putting all of my money, everything I own on uh, the Lakers to win the championship.
0: And then um, Aaron Gordon is another big name right now. He's been with Orlando forever. And like, it almost feels like his because he's people have been talking about him, about how he's supposed to be good and like a superstar upcoming for a while now. I feel like, and like he's this incredible Gordon. player, yeah, Gordon, but he's just been wasted away in Orlando. That's like no man's land. Like, I even forget, it's probably the most forgettable uh NBA team there is, honestly.
1: And so, well, yeah, that's that's kind of true. The Magic are pretty relevant, but I, I like Aaron Gordon, I think he he is a really good player but he's been in a really bad situation he's never really had anybody around him like he's phenomenal but he's not like that guy that's yeah. gonna take you to the finals by himself you know what uh, he's i mean a like piece. he's a piece yeah he's a very a, a very good piece and i think he's like maybe an all-star every now and then caliber kind of guy but he has been in a shitty situation and he came out and publicly confirmed uh In like an interview with ESPN, Zach Lowe, he said that he confirmed he wanted a trade request. He he wants out of Orlando, and right now the Celtics are the number one contenders. I like it a lot. I really wouldn't mind that. that. I think would he play? Would he start? I think he would. I think so. Like What what Isn't
0: he? He'll play at the four, right? Because he used to be at three, and now he'd be at the four. So it depends on. Because Boston already has Jalen Brown, Jason Jaylen Tatum. Jalen
1: Brown and Tatum are starters no matter what. Kimba, yeah. Kimba's a starter no matter what, too. So that's so their you could,
0: three. You could start you them can, at the first three and put Aaron at the four.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And, and then, then I would.
0: Daniel Tice at
1: five. Yeah, Daniel Tice. See, Tice, Tice is such a role player, bro. Like, he, I mean, he just he works for their offense. Like,
0: that's what most centers are these days, anyway. Yeah. Most centers are just going to be somebody to play a role and, you know. Not Bam man, bio,
1: baby. Man, not not Bam. Not Bam. No not Rudy Gobert. And not uh, Joel. And not old DeMarcus Airbus. Cousins back whenever he was decent at basketball and before his injuries and everything. But, yeah, I really like that move to Boston. I think he would be a good fit in that offense. Like, the Celtics seem to be building around Tatum phenomenally well right now. Like, they're playing their pieces to, like – To their fullest, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but they're making the most of their their cap space if they can get Gordon right now. I'm not sure if it's going to happen exactly, but Boston has been the most rumored team. So another big one kind of along the lines of Lowry because he's also being linked with the Miami Heat is Victor Oladipo. This is another big name who was already in free agency and trade headlines recently because he got traded from the Pacers to the Rockets in a blockbuster deal that involved James Harden going to the Nets. If you if you haven't heard of that, then you probably shouldn't be watching, because that was like one of the biggest things that happened this year. But Oladipo has only been at the Rockets now for like a month, and the Rockets are bad. They are very, very bad right now. Yeah, they uh, just
0: what, lost 20 games in a row, and they won their first game against the Raptors last yeah, night, two nights ago? The,
1: yeah, last night, 20 wins in a row. Or 20 losses, not wins, god. But I think it was tied for fifth longest streak in the NBA in history. So pretty pretty dog shit, you know, but so clearly Odeda's not going to want to stay. His deal expires in the summer anyway, like whenever the he's off leaving. season hits. Yeah, he's leaving. He's leaving. So they're going to get rid of him for something, you know, cuz if they trade him now, they could maybe get something. Uh so I think it would be a smart move for both parties if they did this deal before the deadline transpire, takes place. The two hottest teams uh, on the market right now for Oladipo is, again, the Miami Heat and then the New York Knicks, which, of course, the Knicks seem to always be in the market for big free agents, but do they ever make the right moves? No. no. Never. Never, well, ever.
0: So far... Tibbs has worked out for him. Who? Tibbs. Tom Thibodeau. Oh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you said Tim. I was like, who's Tim? No.
0: No. Tibbs has been a good coach there so far. The only reason why he didn't work out as a coach in Minnesota is because they wanted him to be he wanted to be a GM as well. And sorry to translate all the time. Um and but he's been he's been really good. He's been really good for the Knicks. So let's see. Hopefully the Knicks next- become a relevant basketball team because I'm so tired of hearing them on uh, on SportsCenter about how they're a bad basketball team.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> they have been a little bit rough for the last few years, though. It's, it's hard to not recognize that part, at least. But I'm happy well, for them, you know? I'm happy that they're doing well again. All right, guys, welcome
0: back. We had a little bit <laughs> of uh, technical difficulties for – with the stream and all that and my old ass laptop. So we're going to go right back into the podcast. We're talking about talking about a little bit of the trade deadline, but let's move on to Deshaun Watson. Um, oh boy. There is. So this is an interesting situation with Deshaun right now. Um, he is, it started out with what three uh, sexual assault or um, sexual harassment cases. with yeah. Seuss against Deshaun. Um, when I first saw it, I think, it like came out Tuesday night before we did the podcast and we almost talked about it last week, but I told Ryan, I was like, nah, I think it's bullshit.
1: Like we, we, really we yeah, we wanted to wait, you know, cause like yeah. there's, there's been a lot of like speculations on some people before, like that have kind of been, They're just, there just there wasn't athletes. enough
0: to really talk about it. So like, no, nah. well, we didn't know Netflix, what was happening yet. There are 14 allegations, all with masseuses against Deshaun Watson. Some of him showing his dick to these masseuses or touching him with his dick. Um, it's not great, especially when there's 14. But I believe that we don't convict a man without a shadow or beyond a shadow of a doubt. And there is some things that make me have some question marks about it. And this isn't to be um, disrespectful to anyone who has been, you know, sexually assaulted and what has come out about it. But uh, the lawyer that is prosecuting and that's coming th- throughout these t- cases is kind of shady.
1: He's just been hunting them down. I know
0: that. Well, so when I read the first article, it kind of talked. And I, I, I read an article in the New York Times about it too. And the New York Times labeled him as audacious and grandstanding. And for the New York Times to say that, that's pretty significant. That's their way of saying this guy is kind of all about me. I read his pro- I read a profile about him and he's very, you know look at me, I'm big time money. I think one thing on his um, on his website it's a picture of him with like a shark or something and it says just win. And so just a lot of like kind of aggro stuff that you see. He, he also publicly invited anyone who's been assaulted by Sean Deshaun to contact him. Um, I don't know if that's normal lawyer practices, but the fact that the New York Times or ESPN would point that out, then it's probably
1: abnormal. Um, yeah, that that does seem a little bit weird. But and, in, in general though, we just want to point out though this is not to question any of the claims that were made. It is more just to discuss We're looking the, leir- we're looking the weirdness at- of the lawyer, just the lawyer's been kind of weird.
0: Yeah, he's it's. There's something shady about him, and usually, and even he's, the thing that made me question it first is that ESPN, their first thing that they said about him was, kind of like, ah, oh, this guy, like, not outright, but I can just tell when they say something in the in the light that they said it that there's something might be up, and um, I don't know, it's there's something weird, but Deshaun's kind of acted weird too. Like immediately as soon as it's come out, he was immediately like. Oh, I'm here to clear my name, and like I won't be done until that's stopped. And so, like, I think for me to make or break on who I believe, whether it's this lawyer or Deshaun, because Deshaun is such a high character guy, that's part of the reason why it kind of took me by surprise. But it's there was a, a an Instagram DM convo where Deshaun Watson reportedly said. Oh, I have a hard time getting masseuses. Masseuses don't usually like me or and or meet my needs. I'm a high um priority or high maintenance client client. Can you please do that for me? And like we're gonna do things a little differently. Like if I can see screenshots of that or screenshots of that can be proven to be true and exist, then then I'll say okay.
1: Like I've I've seen the screenshots of the tweets. Oh really? Yeah. Like one of them, uh, there was like a massage parlor tweeted something about like working in Houston. And then, uh, he was like, I need a massage with a winky face and like just weird stuff. But I don't know. I, I have a kind of a strong opinion on, on this whole situation because I, I have a lot of respect for all of the women that came forward in this situation um, for sure, uh, you know, regardless of whatever comes out of the cases, you know, whatever the truth may be, if it, I mean, if somehow it, it does turn out to everything is fabricated, then fuck, fuck that, you know, that's bullshit. That's yeah. wrong. And, but and it,
0: you know, it what? does happen. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most does, of the time, yeah. they're telling the truth.
1: But You're also, right, yeah. on the other hand, it it does happen. You're right. Which and, sucks. Yeah, which does suck because I think those, those the people that fabricate those stories should be punished the same as the people that would do it. But that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. I just I just think that all these stories they're kind of matching up like super co- like coincidentally. Like they're all massage therapists. They all had similar experiences. Um like they all even quoted Deshaun to say similar phrases. Uh, and it's just pretty disgusting stuff, uh, in general. Like, if if it's all true, yeah. But But they they were all of these masseuses, were um, women that Deshaun Watson hired personally because he used to go to like a spa regularly in Houston, but it got shut down due to COVID. So he went with mm. private masseuses instead of that. But my Mm -hmm. take if these are true, he should never play football again. If these allegations are not true, then there's a lot of reparations to do.
0: That's not going to happen because Deshaun's way too good. I mean, just look at – I mean, I'm not saying Dude, whether but, that should or not. but no, like, yeah, I know. Ty- look at Tyreek.
1: Yeah, Ty- I mean, of course I know you're not saying like he should, but like how, how, though, could you imagine an NFL team? Like, you know, how could you have somebody like that did that be the face of your franchise? I mean, they're already they, – I
0: mean, they already re- pretty much do that – with a lot of the choices that they make in terms of like, That's like true. I said,
1: Tyreek. Um, this one's just so. I mean, the, the Cowboys
0: signed Greg Hardy after the photos came out of him beating the shit out of his girlfriend. Her bruises.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that was pretty bad.
0: I mean, the list can go. The list kind of goes on and on. That we're it's it's he's too good. I mean. He, he also isn't fucking with their money and it's proven that this type of behavior isn't going to fuck with their money but if you kneel for the flag like colin kaepernick did and they fucked with the nfl's money then you're gone
1: yeah exactly. so that's kind of
0: that's kind of where the nfl draws its line and deshaun doing this isn't going to really fuck with their money because he's too damn good at football
1: yeah well no i mean we're not and we're not saying like it's right at all that he should be playing we're just saying like what happens in the league and what's this is, what it, this is what it is yeah it's like it's a business and the nfl is going to be way too caring about the business and stuff like that rather than that kind of stuff but what i'm i'm wondering though is are they going to be concerned about their their public image more because i think this might be yeah. the absolute worst case that an athlete's ever done though like this is fucking horrendous you know like i, I just oh, I, I, I personally i don't know man it's up there like this is pretty bad it's OG? literally like he's he's okay fucking that's true (laughs) that's way above and beyond there's
0: so many more there's so many more i mean like yes this is uh sexual assault and groping and stuff but there's been plenty of rape cases and murder cases that sports have done with this is this is just in the age of 2020 this looks bad if this happened 30 years ago then we probably wouldn't even be talking about it but like it's still it's still bad that's just how far we've come but like I don't know. I think probably worst case Ontario for Deshaun is that uh, he gets like an eight game suspension.
1: I, that's got to be worse well, than that. Because
0: also, or maybe a year, maybe a year. But like also too. another interesting <laughs> thing is know. there hasn't even been any criminal charges. It's all been civil.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's how that it starts. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if the There's cases. criminal
0: charges. I don't know. But, uh, it's it's a messy situation. It's dude. a messy situation. There's a lot of there's a lot of finger pointing going on. I'm pretty sure that like when I just looked it up before the podcast started, it was all a bunch of TMZ articles, like bunch of a bunch of tabloid gossip. Apparently, the lawyer that Deshaun st- hired when all this bullshit started, they're going the Tony Busby lawyer that is representing the women are like going back and forth. Um, Tony Busby apparently like denied that he even knew uh cal McNair the owner of the Texans existed which was weird <sighs> it's um, a messy situation it's 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 a weird situation I will say that
1: yeah it, it's a it's lot unique, of but in general overall to to close things out on this topic whatever happens I hope the correct justice is served I hope everybody uh, comes out of this, you know, feeling better about the situation if these things did happen. Um, but if they didn't, then I hope that everything is repaired, gone back to normal and Deshaun Watson's image is not completely tarnished. So we'll see, though. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, we'll we'll probably talk about that more whenever the uh, the legal cases take place. But yeah, now yeah. talking a little bit more about NFL. Back on a lighter note, you know, we, that was a little bit dark, yeah. you know, talking about some serious shit, but back to the fun stuff, back talking about NFL free agency, um, That it's been a chaotic week, everything is chaos, and I, I love it, like, I don't know what's happening, there's so much to keep up with, so many players have been moving around, and I like it. Elijah, you wrote a blog about this, tell us about it, what's yeah, going
0: on? Yeah, so, basically what's been going on is we've seen a lot of short-term deals around, um, we haven't seen too many over $100 million. Of course, we saw Dak. Um, but outside of that, like Bud Dupree, I think, got paid $85 million by the Titans. We'll see how that turns out. Somebody pointed out that Bud Dupree was a system guy with the Steelers. He won't be the same guy as he will be with the Titans. Time will tell. Um, one really interesting signing, though, is that the 49ers signed. 32-year-old Trent Williams, left tackle, he's one of the best left tackles in the game, to a yeah, six-year, $138 million deal. So, obviously, it's good to have him on your team, but do you really want to give a 32-year-old a six-years and $140 million?
1: That's tough. I, I don't know what to say, because, I mean, Trent Williams, like you said, he's one of the best in the business. So, that's tough to quantify, like how much he's worth at that age. I mean, I think as a lineman, though, Like, sure, they get beat up, like, every play, you know, like with the collisions and CTE and all that. But, like, longevity-wise, they don't really, like, sustain terrible injuries. They don't take, like, brutal beatings. It's just, like, kind of collisions every play.
0: Yeah, some of them do last a little bit longer. Um, But, well, still, just 38 years old, I would only give a quarterback this type of deal, really, honestly.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the only position, or like a kicker, with at that age, not even that, but obviously not that money. Um, I think this is more or less of not the Forty ers wanting to have him on the team that long, but that's just the deal that they had to give him to have him on the team for the next three years.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You never know what's going to happen with retirement and stuff like that. That's another thing that makes free agency tough from a team standpoint
0: oh because they just eat so much football has so much dead cap involved like between guys and cutting guys and
1: no matter how many times like i i read into it and i i I look into how it works and everything i just cap space and how they manage cap space and stuff like that it always blows my mind i don't get it you know like the people that do that that's a tough job
0: (laughs) oh they have mathematicians
1: working for them like
0: a team of them and all kinds of crazy shit and like there's so many loopholes and ways they can get around it void contracts are a thing that popped up this year that i still have no idea what the fuck that means so don't
1: ask me yeah just google do- it
0: um uh but man another interesting thing i think are the giants ready to win
1: Ooh, good so question
0: i think one thing that i've you know, kind of read into the tea leaves about with the giants and all their signings because they've gone on a little bit of a spinning spree. They signed Kenny Galladay to a four year, $72 million deal. And he's a good receiver when he's healthy, but it's kind of the problem there is, is when is he going to be healthy? Um, they signed a Dory Jackson cornerback from the Titans to like a three year, $40 million deal.
1: Um, That's a good signing. So
0: they're, they're, what this tells me is that they're making all these big moves so they can get in a bigger win now position and they're doing it with Daniel Jones, their quarterback. So this is going to be used as a kind of a backup or backup or just like signing or telling the people like Danny, Danny Dimes is our guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of had the unpopular opinion that Danny Dimes is good enough for New York to build around even Even one of my friends who's a diehard New York Giants fan has told me that Danny Dimes sucks and they need to get a new quarterback. They need to do something. But I like Danny Dimes. I think he's pretty good. I don't know why. I just do. He's not awful. Yeah, he's not not terrible. He's good enough.
0: But, like, I don't know. But if the the Giants make the playoffs this year, if, then Daniel Jones is going to get the new contract.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So... I think Kyle Rudolph, though, that signing, it's a little bit questionable just because he's pretty old. Yeah, they signed, they signed Kyle Rudolph. They signed um, John Ross. Like it, they took John Ross from my took Bengals. John Ross. But, yeah. I mean, I what's was, his deal? Dude, we uh, – man, you know, I'm, I'm a Bengals fan, so I'm allowed to complain about this buffoonery. Uh, man, John Ross, we drafted him round one, pick number nine a few years back. It, it was just one of the most questionable first round picks that I can remember in my lifetime. Well, it's cause uh, he
0: ran like what?
1: Like a four, two, two, I believe. Yeah, like, He was
0: just ridiculously fast in the, in something the around
1: there. Yeah. It's something crazy. Sure. It was, it was the fastest 40 time ever. Before, be Johnson. You,
0: before you go any farther though, about John Ross and his 40 time is that I heard, I read somewhere that in a couple of years, they're going to do it to where the, the 40 yard dash time is going to be obsolete and they're, because they're going to have real-time data of how fast guys are running in the game during the game, so they'll have actual game speed instead how that of having work? to like quantify. computerized. Yeah, because you've you've seen those videos where it has like the guy and he's running like 20 miles an hour on like a certain run. So they ha- they're going to have all that data for college players, and it's going to be okay. compiled. That's so pretty gonna sweet. Have, I like run, that. They're going to have like you know stats upon stats upon stats of how fast guys are running on any given play. Instead of doing one forty yard dash, and how they quantify like how value. Oh, is see the that speed? makes more
1: sense now when you say yeah. it like that, like yeah. taking it for multiple days. Okay, that's kind of cool. I like that because I feel like sometimes the forty yard dashes are a lot like are somewhat inaccurate. Overhyped too. Yeah, because like it's it's tough. Some players could have a bad leg, you know, something maybe tweak their ankle a couple weeks ago, and it's just like you get that one run, you get a couple seconds. That's it. Like you know, it's tough, but. I don't know. I, I could. I like the move for John Ross personally. I think he's going to do better in New York um, because he wasn't really producing much in Cincinnati, especially now that Cincinnati has uh, ta, what's his name, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They're thinking about drafting Kyle Pitts. Like they're not too shabby at, at the wide receiver position, uh, but they did just lose AJ Green, so that's definitely going to be an effect. Yeah. But he's a little bit old, so you know, didn't do much last year.
0: And then have you, so have you heard about what the Raiders have been doing
1: a little bit, a little bit? Yeah. So
0: I think the running back
1: situation is weird.
0: John Gruden. I don't know what he's thinking or what he's doing, what they've got cooking up him and Mike Mayock, the general manager over there, but they like, they've completely retooled their offensive line. For some reason, they got rid of like two or three starters Um. Resigned the ageless Richie Incognito, um, and I don't know, I don't know, and they're just replacing them with guys who aren't going to be as good, basically.
1: And so, yeah. well, and it's, then they it's have tough to keep that though lasting.
0: No, but it, they still had them other under contract too, so it like didn't really make sense on why they got rid of them, and it wasn't yeah. like they're up against the cap, and they also signed Kenyon Drake running back from the Cardinals to a two year, $11 million deal for one, that's dumb because you never, uh, you should never pay running backs in free agency ever, ever. And two, they already have Josh Jacobs, who's a stud.
1: Josh Jacobs is a stud and he's their, like their team, like, you know, face of their team, basically he is their best player. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's always good to have a backup running back. Like, especially in today's modern NFL game where teams tend to prefer the running back by committee, it seems like now. Yeah. But Josh Jacobs is not a running back by committee kind of guy. There's there's a few power, like workload running backs in the league. Like you look at Derrick Henry, he's taken the workload. You look at Alvin Kamara takes most of the workload, even though it's like out of the backfield receiving. He yeah, still takes most of them.
0: He also has Latavius Murray to help out a little bit with that.
1: Yeah, and then Aaron Jones, you look at him, he takes most of the workload. But then again, he has Jamal Williams to come in. I mean, Williams is gone now too. He just went to Miami.
0: But they have the uh Andre Dillon. Yeah, a second yeah. round
1: pick from last year to help him out. He's pretty so that's, good. That's usually again, how
0: they do it. But
1: even the with like those is, star running backs, they have it back. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. Your the point. point
0: being is that the same amount of production that you're gonna get out of a two year eleven million dollars Kenyon Drake, you could have got out of a fourth round pick.
1: Very true, exactly. Like, it's because running backs are so uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, interchangeable, like, recyclable they're, almost. They're
0: easy to come by,
1: yeah, exactly. You can you can find a gym in the fourth round, you just have to find an athletic freak of nature, and that's not that hard to do in the NFL draft.
0: It's yeah, yeah. I mean, there, it happens every year where a guy I picked in the third or fourth round comes out. I mean, even look at James Robinson, he went undrafted, and he was a Dude, stud. Oh, he made my, fantasy team. Exactly. made my fantasy
1: team so many points. I love that guy.
0: So it, does, it Another, doesn't make we'll, any sense.
1: Yeah. And then we mentioned how like Jamal Williams went to the Dolphins. Another move the Dolphins made, big, big signing, was Will Fuller. That was unexpected. I didn't think he was going to – I mean, I, I understand why he wants to leave Houston. Who wouldn't want to leave Houston at this point? But I didn't expect him to go to Miami. Do you think now this means Miami's going to ride with with Tua or what are you going to like what do you think they're going to do?
0: So my gut reaction to this is uh that Miami's going to make a swing for Deshaun.
1: Really? That was
0: that was just my gut reaction. I don't know. It could just be like
1: I would LeFerol's like that. He's just
0: like a good wide receiver, but like I don't know. That'd be well, he kind is of a good more wide like in, yeah. He's fast and he's Very he good. catches he catches a shit ton of touchdowns. So like yeah. But That'd be kind of a way to be like, "Hey, Deshaun, like you should tell Texans to, you know,
1: come let them go, you, send you our way." Yeah, could be stubborn and let you go, but we'll see. Now, I would like to see Deshaun in Miami. That'd be cool well, but it, it uh, could if be in, either. Way. The cases go okay.
0: Yeah, it could go either way. It could be like, "Oh, we just want a receiver, so Tua can be good and help our receiver core this year, and let a young receiver that we draft." not put as much pressure
1: on him right away. Yeah. Well um, you never know though, like he could pop off next year. Like it's Wolf not a, no, uh to uh sorry. Yeah. Like it's not uncommon for players to have a slump like kind of the reverse of the typical like we're like running backs typically have a great rookie season and then a sophomore slump. Some quarterbacks struggle their rookie year and then figure out the system, figure out the scheme, the game, whatever it is. I mean and sometimes they get it their it, sophomore year. Sometimes it takes three, like Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's one of the best of the best now. I've, man, I've been back in Josh Allen. I love that guy. I wish yeah. people would give him some more respect. But, like, so, uh, yeah.
0: The, the jury's still out on Tua. If you ask me from a football perspective if I'd rather Deshaun or Tua, obviously it's going to be Deshaun Watson. But, uh, and also, too, did you see that? Um, a statement from a player saying that they never really believed in Tua. They thought that he was a nice guy, but like,
1: yeah. So that I, was
0: kind of yeah. That, a few of yeah.
1: his teammates were were picking um Fitzpatrick over him.
0: Yeah, because they wanted they they thought Fitzpatrick was the guy, and they didn't think Tua was really like a leader or something. I don't know, but it was it was a big red flag if you're a Dolphins fan and or a <laughs> Tua believer.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Another interesting uh, situation right now in the free agency is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking poised to make another Super Bowl run. Well, what do you think about their signings or re-signings? I should say.
0: Yeah. Well, they haven't signed anyone. It's only been re-signings, which is crazy.
1: Yeah. There probably it is. They're,
0: cause I looked through, cause you can go on NFL.com and you can see like what each transaction, each team has made <laughs> in the off season. And, uh, tampa bay is only re-signed players and they're like one of the i think the only team to do it that i saw where it's only been re-signed no no signing new guys they haven't brought in anyone new into the building they just don't really need
1: to like they really don't need to
0: no but it's just still weird that they've been that committed to bringing back people like usually teams be like cool that guy works we get this guy for cheaper or something else like it looks to me like a bunch of these old vets that really enjoyed getting a ring, like <laughs> the Dominican Sioux, were just saying, I'll take a discount and I'll come back for another year. Fuck it.
1: Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to play with uh, Tommy like, Boy, you know?
0: They've already got – they brought back Gronk. They brought back Shaq Barrett, the pass rusher. Very good. Uh, they brought back the Dominican Sioux. Um, Godwin. Godwin on a franchise tag, which I was really surprised. I thought they were going to let him walk.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think they would use the franchise tag on him. but I
0: did not expect that. And they still might bring back Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette.
1: That, Leonard Fournette, towards the end of the season, started producing.
0: Who is he's playoff Lenny.
1: Playoff so, motherfucking Lenny.
0: He's playoff uh, Lenny, so.
1: He's a beast. Yeah, but altogether, this has been a fucking phenomenal offseason already i'm really excited to see what goes down i'm even more excited to get into the draft and all of yes. the draft discussion and, and when that goes down i'm very excited for all of that
0: mel kuiper released his third uh mock draft yesterday and they're still getting cute with it dude i think there's gonna be a draft where the espn guys are more wrong than they've ever been
1: well yeah because there's so many question marks like i saw mel kuiper um speaking about my Bengals again they're picking at number five And Mel Kuyper said that they think even if Pene Sewell, the best lineman available in the draft, even if he's available, they're going to pass and take Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. Fucking dumb. (laughs) Dude, I don't – okay, I agree that the Bengals like desperately, desperately, desperately need offensive linemen like so bad. Please protect Joe Burrow. But Kyle Pitts is just – he's phenomenal, man. He's one of those talents you're not going to get in the second, third, fourth round. You're only going to get him in the first. And you, I don't know, man. It'd be hard to pass up on him. But know. personally, I want the draft. I want Sewell. Big yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be good stuff. But we got a few months to go before the draft. Uh, in other big sporting events, we only have a couple days left until UFC 260 takes place. This Saturday is a massive, massive, massive fight night. It is Stipe Miocic, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Versus Francis Ngannou, the number one contender. It's going to be amazing. This is their second fight. They already fought once a few years back, where Stipe Miochik took the victory by decision. And a lot has changed since then. A lot, you know. Stipe finished his whole trilogy with Daniel Cormier, winning the winning two out of the three fights. Uh, and since then, Francis Ngannou has just become a different beast, like a different animal. He is absolutely insane. Personally, I think he's one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the UFC. Uh, If you check out, I have a blog on GTDSports.com where I break down my pound-for-pound rankings in the UFC. And I have both Stipe and Francis in the top five. These are two of the best fighters in the world right now, regardless of their weight class. And I think whoever comes on top is going to be there for a long time. Well, unless Stipe retires, but... If Francis wins, he's nobody's contesting him for a long time. What do you think, Elijah? I know I just kind of ranted. Sorry about that, but I'm excited. No,
0: um, Ngannou's a bad, bad man, dude. He's bad. He's a like, bad, bad man. In i in a good way. Um, because he fought. That was he fought in one of the fights that was the very first UFC event um, during the pandemic. And so and then he kicked that one dude's ass and put him to fucking sleep, right?
1: Yeah. Uh Darginio Rosenstruck.
0: Put him to fu- put him to bed. Like night night. And my favorite part about that though is that when he came up to do the Joe Rogan like came to do the interview, he grabs the mic with both hands, like he's Ricky Bobby, and is like, Yes, uh, I'm very happy at this moment. <laughs> like Dude, yeah, he's know, like the nicest very, sounding guy. Very gentle giant. And like he had like a little bit of a French accent cuz I think when he left his home in Africa, I forget where in Africa he's from. He uh he, fl- I'm sure he fled Cameroon. To, yeah, Cameroon and he fled to France, so he speaks French.
1: That's and interesting.
0: Nothing is more fun nothing is better than a French speaking black guy. Um <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> no, it's just like it's just something you just love to see. You're like, "Oh, that's speak true. to me more.
1: Oh yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah, you're acting yeah. everything. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'm gonna pull it up though, because I kind of just want to want to show you. I don't know if you remember, uh, the exactly where is it right here? I don't know if you remember this video, um, but it's kind of blurry. Here's Ngannou absolutely knocking Rosenstruck the fuck out. This happened in 20 seconds into the fight. That you see, boom, boom, just catches him right there. Like a little clip. <laughs> it didn't even take him twenty seconds and he's yeah. gone. He's insane. Yeah. He's insane.
0: He he and so I'm really looking forward to this fight
1: basically. Cause I love him. <laughs> yeah, I, I and Gone is definitely one of my favorite fighters. He's super exciting to watch. But Stipe is so fucking good, dude. Like, he's not the most entertaining fighter, but he wins. And he wins a lot. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I would definitely be tuning in <laughs> on
0: Saturday. But
1: tell me about this. Tell me about this undercard. I don't know much about it. There, so it's a it's a decent undercard. Not much going on. Uh, a couple of the biggest fights uh, on the main event, other than of course Ngannou and Stipe, is we got Tyrone Woodley, who's coming back after a bit of a strugglesome period, he got beat really bad by Gilbert Burns. Um, so mm-hmm. he's going to be, he's going to be looking to make a little bit of a comeback uh, after a, a fight skid against Vicente Liki. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, I don't know, but Vicente Luki is who he's fighting. And I think Woodley should be able to come back from his little slump because he used to be a championship fighter. Like he used to be the best of the best, but maybe, maybe all those acting and those movies he's been doing has a uh, hindered with his, his hands. But other than that, uh, I know you probably know who uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley is, right? Really? Nah, tell me more. He's the he's the the rainbow-haired skinny dude that like just knocks everybody the fuck out. Nah, I I got into UFC too
0: recently. I
1: probably got I
0: didn't start watching every event until the pandemic hit.
1: Yeah, he's only fought like once or twice in the last couple of years. It's been very very limited because he had a bit of a situation with the UFC. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, another day conversation. But Sean O'Malley's back. He he suffered his first loss in his last fight ever. He was twelve and zero. Now he's twelve and one, um, and he lost to Marlon Vera. I'm pretty sure. Um, but now he's back. He's fighting Thomas Almeida, and Almeida should be an easy KO for him. I wouldn't be surprised if the sports books list him at like minus three hundred, some serious heavy odds. But yeah, it's going to be a good fight night. I'm very excited to see the main event with Stepa and Ngannou. I think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on Ngannou, like which is hard to say, you know, like how could anybody sleep on well, Ngannou.
0: He's a, he's a dog right now. I mean, he's the, he's the favorite.
1: Really? Wait, really? Yeah. What are he's what like, are the odds? He's like minus 200 or something right now. Wow. Okay, yeah, I I, that's not what I expected. I would have expected yeah. Stipe to be favored.
0: No. Yeah. Even though Stipe beat him, I think everyone just has that last and to fight in their mind. They're like nobody, because
1: because he's if, just a freak of nature. Yeah. Like, like
0: you look at him and you're like, there's nobody in this planet that could try and fight that guy. Like he, yeah.
1: Like you look at him and you're just like, I'm terrified. Please, please don't touch me. Just he looks run like away. the mountain
0: from Game of Thrones. Like
1: yeah. And then he grabs the microphone and he talks. To you. He's like, um, yes. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank thank you very much, everybody, for for the victory. Right, I really appreciate. It. In. Yeah, dude, he's yeah, so nice like, with it, man. Just a, a gentle giant vibes, hardcore. Yeah, well, I personally, I'm hoping and comes out on top. I'd love to see a new heavyweight champion. No, no discredit to Stipe, though. I, I've loved Stipe's career. He's had a phenomenal legacy at championship and heavyweight division. But yeah, I'm time I might for a new to, champ. I might have to come out of retirement to to make some a play in Ghana. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Last time last time we made a bet on UFC, it didn't work out, man.
0: Yeah, heavy <sighs> favorites are a bitch, especially when you put
1: a big play like, on them. All your money, yeah. yeah. We don't need to talk about that. Don't need to talk about that. No. But yeah, anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode. We hope we're still getting used to this format of doing the live streams on Twitch and still editing into Apple Music and Spotify uh files as well and everything like that so bear with us we're getting the, the hang of it and uh we are going to start either next week or two weeks from now having some guests come on the show and talk a little bit maybe do a couple interviews things like that so yeah thank you all for those of you that watched on twitch and stayed tuned the entire time uh it was a little bit longer longer than our normal episodes. But we will be right back here, same time, same place, next Wednesday at 8 p.m. And, yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Yep, thanks for listening, everybody.